Hey, what's up? It's Cole, Janine's producer on the podcast. Welcome to the Janine Hernandez experience. It's time to get inspired, step into your purpose, and create a life worth living. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Janine Hernandez Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this series as we are joined with all of the authors from the Book Publishing Academy. And today we have the privilege and the honor of having CJ Hathaway with us today as she's going to talk to us about her book, her passion projects, who she is, what she stands for. I'm so excited to have you on board. Thank you so much for joining us, CJ. Thank you for having me. Yes, and so tell our uh, listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, thank you again. Uh, So my name is CJ Hathaway, and my background is actually as a marriage and family therapist. I have a master's degree from Arizona State University in marriage and family therapy. And in um, in my internship, I was placed in a youth program, and so I found very quickly that I connect with the teenage population very well, um, basically using my, my creativity to help these kiddos understand concepts and tools and terms and things that they could take outside of the therapy office. And so after I graduated, I was, I geared towards that community um, and ended up working with child victims of crime trauma victims and people suffering with uh, eating disorders and then other diagnoses like depression and anxiety. And so, you know, you have these kids come in every day dealing with real life issues, but with their situations, oftentimes the real life issues that they experienced, they would have very detrimental behaviors connected to them, whether that was um, you know, purging or cutting or, um, you know, be, having suicidal thoughts, things like that. So it was really important for us to um, help them, give them the tools to walk out of my office and be safe. Uh, but we had, to, I had, I say, we, I had to do it in a way that reflected, um, or not reflected, but a way that that was kind of silly enough to get their attention. And so um, I was definitely known to use like hip hop music. I've mm-hmm. cursed many of times in sessions. I've just said the most off the wall things to create what we call cognitive dissonance, kind of that like what the F mm-hmm. situation in therapy. And um, that's what I was known for. And I was very successful at it. Um, I practiced for seven years and I actually, you know, got pretty burnt out because I worked a lot of your high profile child abuse cases in um, the Valley. And so I decided to make a career switch and use my marketing background, which I have a minor in marketing and um, went into a completely different field, but because I love to help people and I have this specialized training I began my own life coaching business, and from there, I have built a clientele of professionals who deal with very similar things that these kids dealt with, but now they're adults, and they're professionals, and they're usually very successful people. They're just really unsuccessful in their relationships because oftentimes oftentimes trauma or just neglect in your 
younger relationships can manifest into issues within your loving relationships. And so my life coaching business, Ignite, Ignite Ambition, is my life coaching business focuses on helping those people just kind of purge themselves of those toxic relationship patterns and create new ones. And so that was my focus up until recently when I decided to take one of my famous sayings from therapy and put it into a book. And thanks to you, it's now ready for people to read. (laughs) Yes. And so what was that famous saying? (laughs) So the famous saying, can I say that I'm going to tell you the story behind the saying. Okay. So I have a client come in and she was really upset about them. So I would see these kids at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. at night because it was after school. And so, you know, it's like 6 p.m. She comes in and she is just pissed about something that happened to her that day, so much so that she started engaging in the behaviors that she engaged in. And what happened was a friend of hers had made an off-the-wall comment about her appearance. I don't remember exactly what it was, but she was very upset. I mean, again, to the point where she was engaging in her specific behaviors, which were not healthy. And so I, um, I'm listening to her talk about this and how it like affected her entire day. And, you know, she's walking in my office, she's talking about it. And then all of a sudden I get this stupid idea and I say it, I say to her, I said, would you ever hold that person's poop in your hands? <laughs> and she <laughs> She looked at me like, what? You know, she's, you know, 15. She thinks I'm a lunatic. No, I go, no, 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 for real. Like, would you like take it this morning and then walk throughout your day with their poop, making everyone around you know that something's up, that it stinks, kind of leaving it everywhere you go and hold it for the entire day? And she goes, no, I would never do that. And I said, well, why are you bringing it into my office? Ooh. Yes. And so this concept of don't hold their poop and that's not your poop, that is theirs. It's this metaphor for the idea that we oftentimes allow people to say or do things. I shouldn't say we allow them. They're in charge of whatever they do. Yeah. But we allow it to affect us emotionally so much so that it can affect our entire day, our week, you know, our lives. And this concept, this metaphor of like, you're literally holding their emotional poo became so, uh, I guess the word maybe it just related so well to, to everyone, not just my, the teenagers and the young adults that I work with, but their families too. I mean, I had parents in session saying, that's not my poop, that's yours to their teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. And so the book is called Don't Hold Their Poop. And it just basically is a, a funny way of helping people understand emotional boundaries, both internal and physical boundaries, which would be external. Wow. Okay. So that was, first of all, that was something that you did uh, like fly off the wall and yeah. it worked because, uh, and what I like about you is that your, your ability to be innovative, you're like, okay, I'm not going to be your average counselor or be your average, just anything. You're, you're going to try new things and you tried this. And at first she was like, what, <laughs> but 
you were able to create a book out of this. And guys, I actually read the book, obviously. Um, amazing, <laughs> amazing book. Amazing, amazing analogies in it as well. Tell us a little bit more, like how the book is written, what examples you talk about inside the book. Don't give away too much, but just a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> yes. So the book is written, it's obviously, I would say it's, it's a comedy, if you will, um, but the book is written to be interactive with the reader. And so initially I kind of, you know, explained the theory around, you know, everyone has their own emotional poo. And when we're interacting with others, we're interacting with that and they're interacting with ours. And so there's a, a, a page in the book right at the beginning on how to use the book and so I'll just kind of go over those very quickly mm-hmm. um you'll what you'll see in the book is what I call an oops poops um oh yeah and everything is related to poop so if you can't <laughs> handle it it's probably not the book for you but most people that read it love it yeah. and so um the oops poops are situations in my life where I've allowed someone to emotionally affect me and or I could have allowed them to emotionally affect me to give the reader an understanding of of that type of situation. Now, it's just an example. Um, I have the reader remind or remember and process a situation in their life through what I call bathroom breaks. So the bathroom breaks are areas of self-reflection where the reader can process a situation, understand what they were thinking, what they were feeling, uh, understand some of their own behaviors, and um, so the first, the, the first couple of bathroom breaks is really just like self-discovery. And then we go into the, the first major lesson, which is how to appropriately manage a situation where someone is, quote unquote, handing you their poop. Mm-hmm. And we go through a lesson where I walk you through the steps, and that's called the flush. And so I walk the reader through the steps on how to appropriately manage those situations and set proper boundaries if necessary. And so the bathroom breaks help the reader process. And then there's a second section called dropping a deuce, which is, I don't want this to be this long-winded book. I want it to be very concise and to the point. And so the dropping a deuce are just little areas that um, describe terminology or describe something in, in uh, more detail uh, if the reader does want to read those their little boxes. And so through the two of those, the reader's gaining more information on how, um, again, they how to handle the situation, but also how uh, their behaviors and, and different things affect the situation. And I've, so that, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I love this. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then the last, there's two lessons. It's how what to do when somebody else is handing you, quote unquote, handing you their emotional poo. And then the second lesson is to recognize when you are what I call the defecating defendant and you are the one trying to hand your own stuff to somebody else. And um, we walk through what I call the gut check and the gut check um, is similar into, you know, managing your own thoughts, feelings and behaviors. But then we go into how to properly apologize to people because the word I'm sorry gets thrown around like whatever but really there's an appropriate way to sincerely apologize so that that other person feels like they've been heard or that you recognize that your behavior has is 
affecting them. And so that's the end of the book. And it's, you know, it's 60 pages. It's short. It's sweet. It's super fun. The graphics are great. And so that's, that's really it. I love how it's interactive and it gives you like little homeworks, like, you know, your bathroom breaks, like, okay, this is the time for reflection. Let's think about it. When I read the book, I had moments where I was like, yep, I can relate to this. And I actually did the exercises myself. Um, so I'm super excited to read it again um, because I feel like it's a book that you can apply in different stages of your life. Like I might read it today, uh, but in six months I might read it again and have a completely different perspective on something else that I'm going on so it can be used multiple times um do you uh I know you kind of had mentioned to me before that you might be having some add-ons with it so they can purchase the book but they can also get like maybe some worksheets or anything a workbook right and just to piggyback off what you were just saying because of because every situation is different because how I may um interact or how I may set a boundary with my my friend I may not that's not going to apply with my boss. And so I've created additional worksheets on that's not my poop.com where the reader can print them out. One's a flush, one's a gut check. And it just kind of walks you through uh, those two lessons. And so you can print them out at any time so that, you know, if you need to just, some people just need to write it out. Some people just need to see it as a reminder. Um, so there is that workbook there. And then for the customers or the readers who choose the ebook option, we have a full workbook for the ebook that they can print out since I want them to be able to write this stuff down. And so those two are available on that's not my poop.com. I love that. That's awesome. And um, where can, uh, so they can get it on your website, that's not my poop.com, and it'll be available on most, uh, you know, ebook uh, like Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, et cetera, correct? Correct. Awesome. Correct. So I wanted to ask you what motivated you to write? Like, what was that aha moment that you had where you were like, I need to turn this into a book? <laughs> Right. So I, I, I mentioned it briefly, but I had, I was working with a family that um, the father is a prestigious person, we'll just say, in the community. I mean, very well-known person and very serious person, you know, not like a, an entertainer or someone, you know, it's just a serious person. And I was doing a session with him, his wife, and his daughter. And in the middle of the session, he's the one who said, that's not my poop. That's your poop. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like this man who, you know, is well-known, well-respected is literally telling his daughter, that's not my poop. And I was like, I am onto something here. <laughs> and it was always this idea. I started it. I started this book like three and a half, four years ago, um, around that time, but not until the pandemic did I finish it. So that is something that came out of being locked up in the house, mm -hmm. was finishing the book, but it was just that, that relatability to the, the concept. Yeah. And it also think about that. You're in this argument with your teenage daughter and you, you as a parent say, that's not my poop. I mean, at a certain point, someone's going to start laughing because it's silly, but it's also like, okay, you're right, you know? Um, and so it's a way to 
to help parents set boundaries with their kids too. But just to answer your question, it was that moment that made me think, huh, I got something going here. You're like, huh, that's it. <laughs> did yeah, you, exactly. did you ever like growing up ever think that you would become an author? It's funny you say that. So I've always won awards in like English for poetry and creativity. I I never was like, I'm going to be an author. I just knew that it came natural to me. Now, the creativity comes naturally. The grammar and <laughs> all of that, that does not come naturally to me. Thank and so thank God for editors. Yep. But no, I could, you give me an idea and I'm going to create you know, I, when I was younger, I would, like I said, I, I would just go off on storytelling or, um, act like even, uh, projects. Uh, that's my thing. That's my gift to this world is my creativity. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I knew that, uh, and I can't, I come from a dance background. So since I was three years old, I've been in the creative arts. I've also been, um, I've used that ability in you know, the, my, my writing um, as well as, I mean, really everything in my life is kind of surrounding this, this, uh, gift that yeah. I believe that I have. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect. And so let's shift, to, let's shift gears a little bit because I know that you have, um, your own company, right? Um, tell mm-hmm. our listeners a little bit about that and, um, and how you got started. Yeah, so Ignite Ambition LLC is my life coaching company, and I just, you know, I'm very grateful. I've had some amazing mentors in my life, both personally, but what I'm related to here is my professional mentors, and I was mentored by a man named Gary Hees, who, and he was my supervisor when I was a therapist, and the way that Gary helped me look at the, the world and just how interactions affect us, especially in our young minds, I, I was given this education that I didn't learn in school. I would never learn in school. He just had this way of listening to someone's story and kind of breaking it down for them in a way that no, I've never seen anyone else do. And so while I, I left the therapy world, I still have this in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I decided to start Ignite Ambition Life Coaching because I still have, I still wanted to help people. And I needed to do it in a way that uh, wasn't codependent because that was a big thing in therapy in therapy is I had a lot of my own stuff that I needed to work through and I was trying to do therapy on other people while I needed a therapist myself. Mm-hmm. I, I referred to my, I told my dad one day, I go, dad, I'm trying to be the, I'm trying to be the tin man, but really I'm the cowardly lion. Like <laughs> that's who I was. And so I need, I needed that break. And I'm, I'm so thankful to have this career in advertising and marketing that allows me to do both things. And so Ignite Ambition came about so that I can continue helping people. But as you know, I say I help mentally well people find their best selves. And not to say there's anything wrong with therapy or people with, you know, diagnoses or anything like that. I just personally had to set a boundary, an emotional boundary with myself. And I could no longer be on that side of things. 
but being a life coach allows me to continue to use this knowledge and use my want to help people. Uh, it's just a little bit different than, you know, I'm not diagnosing people. We're not doing a lot of like trauma processing. Okay. But you know what? That's, that's, that's not bad though, because I personally, like I, um, I am a very big advocate for life coaching. I personally love to speak to life coaches, counselors. Like I know that I have my own stuff that I need to work on. And I've, I've always felt that when you go through life, like you just have different stages and you need different people along the way to help you figure yourself out through those different stages of involvement. And what might trigger us today might trigger you in five years from now. Um, so I, I love that you were able to still utilize your passions to create your you know, your Ignite Ambition LLC, and you're still doing what you love, um, just in a different way. So that's super, super dope. I love that. Thank you. No problem. And so um, <laughs> what is, um, are you working on any other projects that might be coming up? I am. So in regards to the Don't Hold Their Poop series, I'm going to call it a series because that's eventually what it will be. My next book is called Don't Hold Their Boogies. <laughs> And it's a children's book. It's a rhyming book, an illustrated book. And so I've started the body for that. And um, hopefully, you know, the illustration part is going to be the hardest. So this is going to take a little bit longer than the original book. Um, but I'm really excited because it's so important for us to teach children boundaries, mm-hmm. emotional, physical, and really recognizing that in every situation, they can say, no, you don't, you don't, please don't talk to me that way. Or if they don't like how they feel in a situation, they can leave. Um, but also when they're very angry, learning how to not take it out on their peers or their parents or their siblings. And so don't hold their boogies, which is obviously a play off the original book. I thought poop would be a little too much for them. <laughs> so Boogers and snot is the whole concept of that book. Um, In regards to the Don't Hold Their Poop series for adults, after Don't Hold Their Boogies is out, my next goal is to write uh, Don't Hold Their Poop in relationships and focusing on couples, then dating, then in the workplace, and kind of create this series for for different people in, in those different stages of their lives. So that they can, you know, even though they read the original, they're going to get something new out of the more specific books. So that's the goal with the book side of things. Um, In regards to Ignite Ambition, I'm starting what I'm calling the dating diet. Uh, I love fitness. It's my thing. I, like I said, I was a dancer until, I mean, I was doing choreography up until my early 30s, I want to say. Um, And so I've always been very active. And so the dating diet is structured as if you were to go to a personal trainer or a nutritionist and get a a meal plan, we'll call it. I don't love the word diet, but dating diet makes sense. Um, (laughs) And so what it is, is the first um, part of it is like the purge or the deficit is what I call it. And so recognizing those patterns that continually happen in your relationships, both with you and with your partner, because there's always going to be a similarity. You may not see it, 
but that's where I come in to help you recognize what is it? Is it the guys or gals that you're choosing? So is your picker off? Is it your, um, maybe you're afraid to, of, of abandonment. So you sabotage a relationship. Those are just a few examples. And so the first part is just purging you of those behaviors. So recognizing them and then starting to, which the next step is strengthen them. Strengthen, I'm sorry, strengthen the new behaviors or create new thoughts and beliefs so that you can walk into relationships with this new thing. And so the strengthen portion of the dating diet is really just that. So creating the new positive beliefs, um, creating self-awareness skills so that it, because you're naturally going to want to go back to what's comfortable, mm-hmm. which is the, the things we're trying to get rid of. So building those skills so that you can recognize it in the moment and pivot. And then from there, we go into the building stage. So we take these new um, strengths that we've created and we have, we, we go in, we go on dates or we go into our relationship and we start practicing them and building them so that they become natural and comfortable rather than what was. And then lastly is the maintenance phase. And the maintenance phase is continually, you know, obviously continually continuing these new strengths and new behaviors that we've built, but then also how to proceed forward in the world, um, maybe without me specifically and how you can basically self-check yourself and, um, you know, just kind of move forward. So I'm not a big advocate for having people in coaching for a long time. Uh, Gary, he's the man I mentioned earlier, told me once, and some people are going to disagree with this, but this is what he told me. If one of my therapy clients is with me longer than two years, it's time for me to refer them out. Mm-hmm. And so I've taken that and shrunk it down even more for life coaching. I would say three to six months with me is an appropriate amount of time. And check-ins after that obviously mm-hmm. are acceptable, but I just really want I think that the skills that I possess and all of the education that I have can take someone to where they want to be in three to six months. And then it's their job to, to maintain what we've done from there. Yeah. Maintain those new habits that they have created. Right. That is amazing. I love that you are working on various different projects. Um, This dating diet sounds uh, pretty cool. I'm in a relationship, but I I love this. I I would totally do that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is really cool how you've broken it down into different parts. Um, So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions. If someone was, uh, let's say there's a young kid interested in writing a book, but they are afraid, what would, what advice would you give them? I would say that I just am a strong believer in, if you have a gift, like creativity or your way with the pen, that's there for a reason. It's not a coincidence. And so you have this thing for a reason and you're put on this earth to show people it. And if you express your gift, nothing bad is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't say nothing, but I mean, life happens, but you know what I mean? The, the only thing that can happen is, or that hopefully will happen is majority of people are going to love it. Mm-hmm. 
And so I strongly believe in that. And I didn't realize that until literally this year. I was listening to a different podcast. I think it was the Rachel Hollis podcast. Yeah. And they said, and this was more spiritual. They said, you know, God gives you these gifts and it's your job to express them. And I was like, huh, this has been my thing my whole life. And so for a young kid, I mean, do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Yep. You know what I mean? So that would be my, my input to them. Love that. Any last minute words you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I, I really just, you know, in today's climate, I think that, you know, we have, <laughs> you and I both know, you've got politics where people are so divided. You have COVID where people are their own opinions on these things. Um, you've had, you know, different things in life that people are so passionate about. And with the social media era, people will get in full-blown arguments with someone they don't know, they'll get heated, they'll get pissed, they'll tell their friends about it, they'll, you know, they'll repost the argument on their own social media, so now their followers followers are subjected to it. It's like, calm down. That is not your poop. Mm -hmm. If that person believes in something so passionately that they say something negative about whatever it is that you believe in so passionately, let them. That is theirs. It's been created because of their upbringing, their value system, their morals, maybe their religion, maybe something happened to them. Let them have their stuff, their poop. And the same is true for them. The way that you believe and you see things is yours. And if you say something negative about their belief, that's your opinion. Mm -hmm. And so we really need to start looking at ourselves and recognizing that all of the things we see and we're subjected to in this world, it's got to go through our own filters in our brains. And at a certain point, there is a, there's an opportunity to say, whoa, this could make me real pissed. I don't want to do that today because you are in charge of your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and really that's it. You're not in charge of theirs. Nothing that you say is going to change their mind, even though you really hope that it does. Mm -hmm. And so it's just better off to take care of your own mental health so that you're more pleasant within yourself, but also with the people who actually care about you and the people that you interact with on a daily basis. And so I hope that Don't Hold Their Poop can really help people, especially right now with everything we've gone through, just kind of say, you know what? I don't even need to deal with this right now. <laughs> Bye. You know? And yeah, that's, that's my goal uh, for 2021 is just to get people more self-aware that, Hey, I've got a choice in these situations and I choose to just be at peace. I, Oh my God, girl, you are on a roll. Let me just tell you that 2021 <laughs> is looking so bright for you. <laughs> um, one last time, where can Thank our you. listeners grab your book or where can they get in contact with you as well? If they want to get in contact with you. Uh, so you can order the book on that's not my poop.com. I am uh, across all social medias at that's not my poop. I also will have the book on Amazon 
And then on that'sonmypoop.com, I'll have it all listed on different areas or different uh, places that you could buy the book as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know that our listeners are going to just eat this up. They're going to enjoy this. Um, And I know that you are going to impact so many people in 2021. So thank you so, so, so much. Um, And guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Janine Hernandez Experience Podcast. As you normally do, please make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, share with your friends, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Janine Hernandez Experience Podcast. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to our channel, Instagram, and all things social media. We'll see you soon on the next episode.